Hey everybody, Merry Christmas. It's This Week in Mormons. I'm Jeff Openshaw, wishing you well. Groggy morning voice here, but I have no excuses whatsoever because my co-host this week, for some reason, is less groggy than I am. Even though he's two hours earlier, I don't even know how you're awake at this hour. But Richie Stedman, Cultural Hall, what's going on, man? Uh, the early bird catches the um, news. Do you actually, like, I mean, I guess I don't think about if we interact at nighttime. But when do you actually go to bed? Do you sleep? I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't go to bed at night, and I don't really have to wake up in the morning. What it's time constant. do you actually go to bed usually? For real. Uh, honestly, probably like, uh, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock yeah. or so. And then I roll out, You're probably come to work point. at like 4 in the morning. The life of the of the morning drive, huh? Well, you don't have to tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, I uh, growing up listening to old Kevin Bean in California, I always thought like, oh, the morning drive. Well, you know, that's the coveted gig. That's that's the one. But I'm like, dude, these people are up at like three in the morning to make this podcast. Now, did you listen to the Kevin Bean when they were actually together in the same studio? Or were you in the era of Kevin and Bean where they tried to make it sound like Kevin and Bean were in the same place? And one of them was in the studio that was like next door to his bedroom. And so he didn't have to go anymore. Do you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I, okay. All of it. All okay. of it. I, okay. I, uh, okay. I mean, I grew up in the era in the '90s when you know it was very cool to have the K Rock stickers, and you'd put mm-hmm. them all over your mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. had K Rock stickers because it was cool. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Bean, Bean worked into his contract later on to be able to move out to Vashon Island in Puget Sound, and he and they built him a full blown home studio. And you most of the time you couldn't really tell the yeah. difference. He was yeah. he was fine. And then they unceremonious. Then Bean retired. And I couldn't believe they didn't even fly him down to the studio for his retirement. This was only a couple of years ago. So, like, he's literally on the monitor, not even there for his last show with the show. And Kevin carried on. And then they unceremoniously just, like, canceled Kevin with everybody else, like, a year later. Yep. And, like, you know, you know no what? That notice. is a, that that is a perfect years. example of the industry of which I work in. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we, you know, you're really great. We care about you a lot. Actually, today we don't care about you anymore. We're done. We are done. Which, with which you. is amazing. It's like, dude, we've been on the air for like 35 years here in this network, but uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. You, done. You, you. Done. It's only a matter of time until they have a podcast because that is what <laughs> everyone. Yep. You, have you guys heard about these podcasts? It's very exciting, this podcast. And then for you and I who have been in it for more than 11 years, we're like, yeah, guys, hey, welcome to the party. I want to give Apple credit for creating a new word. I mean, nobody, a podcast is a simple concept. It's essentially a radio show that's just pre recorded and distributed mm-hmm. differently, right? Distributed mm-hmm. for download instead of over the air. But the whole term came about because Apple basically created the idea. And because of their iPod world, they called it a podcast. Nobody thought much of it. And now it is a standard industry term used across different you know, platforms and everything. They created yeah. a whole word. You know, I met the guy who uh, created the first ever podcast available. And was it's this a, like a was this a guy who just sat down and recorded something and said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to export this at 96 kbps, and I'm just going to let people download it, and I'm going to call it a podcast instead of a spoken word album." I mean, like, what? What? How did he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was something like that. Yeah. But knowing that he is the first person to have ever done it, he's unbearable to be. How around. does he know this? How do you prove that that you're the first person to record something with talking and ask people to download it? What? What? What made I, him I mean, define it that way? So I'm there's this weird. website. Uh, this date in the internet history 
Um, yes. And this then you can go back and you can look and see when other people do it. I guess. I, I don't know if that's really how he did oh, it. But wh- whether or not he was the first or not, he was unbearable to be around because he felt like he was the was first Was this guy at person. the conf- Was he at the conference? Was he one yes. of the speakers? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And he is probably riding that gravy train oh. all he can. And and we all know that person, right? The one who has the one thing that they hang their hat on in their life. And they're like, yeah, this. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. We know that about you. Great. Great. Yes. Oh, that's, you did. Uh, oh, you dare say. That's me and this podcast. That's all I have. <laughs> that's it. We're, we're, we're finishing. Our, we're finished. We're coming up to start, what, year 13 now here soon, I think? And I, uh, that's all I have to show for it. That's as it. the song would tell me, it is the original Mormon news. I love that song. I love that song. Richie, I know you've got your whatever. Th- your, your little intro always makes me think like I'm watching an old Hailstorm movie. That's mm-hmm. all I can think of every time I hear it. Probably because you took it from one of those. I have no idea. Well, you know. it actually, you didn't ask, but I'll tell you. It's Ska. Uh, it's Ska. Yeah, though, it's which Ska. Is great. It's from, uh, it actually was in a Hailstorm movie. Was, it from, but, was that one from the Singles Ward? Yeah, the original Singles Ward. It's yeah, Book yeah. of Mormon stories done in Ska version. But I actually knew the band. I followed them around in college. Did you get they the were, rights for Cultural They were Hall? the Solutions, <laughs> as in S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-S. Uh, and I just asked him permission. I didn't get like written permission. In mm. fact, a couple of years ago, the lead singer who has since left the church oh, said, on, did we give you permission for that? And I was like, yeah, 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 you did. And they're yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah, 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 you did. Um, I used to dabble in this world, uh, of assuming fair use for various purposes. And I've, oh, that? I've <laughs> transitioned safe. away from that, you know, cause as time goes on, you're like, well, you know, like you listen to NPR or something at the end of segments, they're just like randomly playing outro of popular music i'm assuming Mm -hmm. they just up and do it and you're like no they're probably actually going to lengths to message the publishers and say can we yeah yeah it's a pain in the butt and that's how you get things like the the mormon news rap that we had for years thanks to fiverr one of the greatest websites in the world that's how you get those things done you pay some now one question that i don't know and i in my secretive listening for many years and now my out and open listen of your um podcast in that song, they they introduce you as Geoff. Is that just because the person didn't know how to say Jeff? Yes, and we didn't <laughs> want to bother to go back and have him redo it, so we just leave it alone. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, the whole song's inaccurate. It still talks about Geoff and Al, and Al is here in spirit. I guess sure. we'd say, but yeah. he's not a regular, a regular fixture of the program. If you listen to all the lyrics, it says many things. It says, uh, Al is the big bearded guy in Missouri. Geoff is the bearded nationalist in DC. That's <laughs> sure. what it says, which is great. I'm glad to have the bearded nationalist label upon me uh, in the post-Trump era. I think that's yeah. very strong. <laughs> yeah. For my brand. Leading out with your best foot. Maybe there it's time can. you go back to Fiverr. How are things uh, going on over there in Utah? How's the uh, I mean, we, so we, uh, o- Omicron is, is running rampant in the world, but you wouldn't know that here. Everything is, you know, as is normal. Don't tell me what to do. We're getting together as a family because it's our right to do it as a family. Church, no masks at church yesterday. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all over. I mean, California just put up the indoor mask mandate again, which includes church. I don't think there's a carve out. For religious organizations we've never stopped masking here in virginia and i think we were maybe leaning into it then with omicron i believe the north america and northeast leadership i don't think they gave a mask edict but mm-hmm. i think like a lot of bishops were like all right all right not t- it's not time to ease up yet if anything we made an announcement yesterday where they reread the 
letter from the pulpit back from August about the first presidency encouraging vaccinations and masks for those who are not, you know, the one that's pretty clear. Um, and then also just said, Hey, we're also going to keep, uh, wipes up here at the podium. We used to wipe down the podium in between every speaker for a oh, while. Yeah. We haven't been it, doing that, but they, but they brought him up and said, Hey, if you're up here and you want to wipe down the podium, we're keeping wipes up here and there's a trash can. So you do you. So we're actually kind of getting a little more into it again. Did your ward do the favorite thing where they take the wipe over the microphone and wipe and clean the microphone after I knew that. Use. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, you know, I've evolved. I think I talked about this once. I evolved a little bit because way back when we were doing like Zoom stuff, I'd get up there and I'd see them like not touching, cleaning the mic or the, or, or anything. And I'd be like, guys, how are you not cleaning? Like this is a place where people are. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, unless somebody getting up there is like putting their mouth on the microphone, a la the citizens of Pawnee with drinking fountains. Like if they, <laughs> unless they're doing that, I think the chances of you just standing there and projecting more onto the microphone, I don't think you're going to like pick something up really. But yeah, I did see the, uh, the old wipe down. You and, know, and I should take this back. There were people that were wearing masks. The, the uh, priesthood holders that were passing the sacrament, they wore masks yesterday, but they were like, one was hanging off the nose, one was off the chin. And I, I almost wanted to stop and just be like, can we just not, I mean, at the point that we're not wearing these things properly, is there a point or is it so performative that these gentlemen wear these masks right now for everyone to feel comfortable? Like they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Let's just take them off. Ours have consistently worn, even when we stopped for a brief bit kind of masking back mm-hmm. in, you know, like mid, like midsummer probably before Delta kind of hit. Um, we, our, sacrament, <laughs> yeah, our, sac- our sacrament folks have, uh, they've still worn masks and they wear latex gloves. They don't mess yep. around. They stopped even using hand sanitizer. They just do that. And we still have sacrament in individual serving cups, like for the bread. Yeah, we still do that. So we don't we still run do that. around. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope this Omicron stuff, I mean, they know it's really, um, it's a lot more contagious, but I think the jury's still out on how severe the illness can be if you get it. Some have said it's more minor. I'm hoping it will be. I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens there. I'll probably get it this week because I'm going to go see Spider-Man on Tuesday night. And that's Oh, yeah? You haven't that, seen it yet? No, I haven't. No spoilers oh. from anybody. Oh, no, I won't. I won't. But uh, I'm assuming that's going to be the super spreader event of the year because it's just going to be three, 400 people in a packed auditorium not caring. It's going to be great. I can't. I actually want it. This is not. This is a little bit like macabre, but I want to see the data if we can trace back a spike in covid cases to spider-man screenings hmm. if there's a way they'll be able to do this i just wonder because if you saw it made insane money over the weekend it made a hundred yeah. million more dollars than they expected it would make it yeah. made like infinity war level money for an opening yeah. weekend. that's good even outside of a pandemic by every measure and yet we're in the middle of the pan i'm just curious i'm just curious if it'll actually like exacspate the problem by everyone uh, going to see spidey i don't know it'll be interesting i'm i'm excited about this because once we get through omicron the uh, next variant will be pi pi yeah i'm excited for pi i know is that the dad joke you were hoping to get in no no the dad okay. joke comes later I'll, like, I'll, oh. <laughs> no 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 i will i will broadcast when the joke is omicron. made I memorized the Latin alphabet when I was in seventh grade because of my science class. So I still, so I've been working through the, the variants like alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon. Zeta, Come on, beta, sing it like you mean it. I, I want to hear it. Let's it go. Like, okay, I'll get a little bit of this wrong, I'm sure now, but it's like alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, xi, omicron, pi, rho, sigma, ta, epsilon, phi, chi, psi, omega. There we go. We're not at omega you know, yet. We're okay. Yeah. If we get to omega, does that mean that it's the second coming? 
No, it's the pandemic is over officially when they oh. can't mute anymore. It's the end. Got it. Got it. Got it. But I'm a little worried because we got away from Delta to Omicron pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's a lot in between. Um, and I saw something just the other day. This is just Pfizer, but they said they don't think we'll get to an endemic level maybe until 2024. We could sure. Which would mean when it's a manageable, regular occurring just thing. Like we get vaccinated for it. Some people get COVID, but life goes on. But that's still like two years or yep. more from now. Yep. So. Yep. That's also a Pfizer exec, though, probably hoping to sell more vaccines, you know, so yeah, I don't know, yeah. right? Because that's all they do. The the, the, DNA, the RNA changes you. Sure. And the government controls your body. I've got, yeah, I've got the chip. I got that done. I've been doing things ever since I got my booster that I didn't even think I, I'm, I wasn't even <laughs> conscious in doing them. Yeah, well. I don't know. Anywho, well, uh, folks, we all hope you're having a great Christmas week here. Here we are on the old Twimster. We haven't done a regular news episode on Christmas week in a while. We we did not do our stories of Christmas this year. Oh, yeah. What we, happened? Is it because I didn't submit a story? It's just a general lack of interest and support, yeah. really. So, you yeah. know, typical thing. So uh, maybe next year we'll do it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Everyone's busy. But there's still uh, fun amounts of Latter-day Saint news that we can all get to this week. Um it's a, a bizarre week. And the first one I'm going to get into here, the handbook was updated last week. We got a couple different handbook updates we might be able to get to. Sure. Um, one that stuck out to some folks, though, was the section on music was updated. And by the way, for some context, they're done updating the general handbook now in English. That is it. The project is finished. They said it would take a little while. It would be iterative. The iterations have have stopped. They're working on foreign languages still. But that's it until they decide to update the handbook again which I imagine they'll just do when they feel like it, like we do with everything being digital now. They'll just yep. say, hey, hey, but it's going to be three years from now and say, all right, by the by, we've updated this handbook section because, yes, now the women have the priesthood. So, you know, no, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see that in there. I was looking for those uh, yeah. adjustments. I did not see that. So so for, for the musicians among us, I, I don't say this has been like a huge pain point for many, but maybe it's more, more than maybe more than I realize. But officially, at least in the handbook for a long time, the original handbook said about the musical instruments you could use in sacrament meeting. We kind of mm-hmm. know it's like, yeah, you got the organ and piano, obviously. And then it's usually violins and things like that for special musical numbers. But it did say, quote, organs and pianos or their electronic equivalents are the standard instruments used in church meetings. If other... Oh, if other instruments are used, they should be keeping with the spirit of the meeting. Instruments with a prominent or less worshipful sound, such as most brass and percussion, are not appropriate for sacrament meeting. And so for years, the uh, you know the trumpeters among us have been like, come on, guys. I want... <laughs> or the trombones among us. That's <laughs> Sad trombone sound. Um so this has been the thing for a while. I've been in wards that have still had like trumpets show up here and there. I'm usually for something like a Christmas program because it's all jolly. Uh, but everyone's kind of known that you are not allowed to have these particular instruments. No electric guitars in sacrament. Nothing that's a prominent or less worshipful sound. That is, I think that still kind of leaves. Uh, they they pointed out brass and most brass and percussion. Mm-hmm. Most brass mm-hmm. and percussion. not the French horn. No one needs your French horn in your. That's the thing, like meeting. French horn. It's a glorious yeah. instrument. I don't think. I think there's no brass instrument that just sort of shows glory more than a French horn. Yeah, sure. Or which brass instrument has the most like glorious line? So they've updated the handbook more or less, where they've got rid of this, and all they've said now is bishoprics may use the may approve the use of other instruments to accompany congregational singing for prelude and postlude music and in other musical selections. Musical instruments should convey a feeling of worship and be played uh, in keeping with the spirit of the meeting. So now essentially, it just means that it's. Uh, 
it's open to interpretation, I guess. So if you want your bishop says like, yes, 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 I want the brass quartet up there playing go tell it on the mountain. And that is going to happen now. And if you want to throw a banjo in for good measure, make it happen. This this is great. We're we're only a few steps away from a worship band, and I'm really excited, Richie. See, in my mind, I, I sort of think <laughs> I feel you. It's just going to be this. Yep. Hand. Yeah. A whole lot of feeling. Whole lot, a whole of, lot of hands motion. in the air. My hands the, like this, just move it. I like the idea in my mind's eye when I when I read about this. I like the idea that the bishop sort of sits up on the uh, you know on the stand, and then a marching band walks by, and he goes approved. Not approved. Approved. And they just sort of make their way. And then whoever gets selected gets to stay and find their place up on the... And the poor mellophone player will never oh. be allowed. Yeah. The sad, sad oh, My poor euphonium as he this, sits in this, the This could be great. We could have like timpanies. And tr- sure. Imagine if we someone brought their timpanies up there. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. At, at this point, I see no reason why we shouldn't do it. Push I'm the boundaries. Sorry. I don't know. I mean, I guess we still have to be reverent, which means no like ripping guitar solos. But well, I mean, uh, it, it, as appropriate with worshipful, right? It can't do it every week, otherwise it loses its effect. But like fast and testimony meaning, you have someone get up and bear their testimony with a fanciful guitar riff. I've seen that before. So wait, but someone for testimony meaning just got up there and did open mic night. Yeah, yeah, it was not an electric guitar. Yeah, uh, but it was uh, when I was. <laughs> Could you in, imagine that they walk up yeah. like, "Hold on a second, I got to plug in." Hold on. <laughs> yeah, straight up, got his guitar up there. I love. It was like, oh, he jammed. Oh yeah, it wasn't some some plant some little finger plucking. No, 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 no. It was a full on jam. What happened to Kenneth Cope anyway? Where is Kenneth Cope? I don't want to speculate because I don't know for sure, but I think I know. But let's just what say that, he's around. What, that, what does that mean? He, I mean, he's around. But if you look up what happened to Kenneth Cope, I think you find real quick what happened to him. Oh boy, I'm this. I okay. I'm you got, to, do you this. got to now, but I don't think that we can. I don't think we discuss those people's business on uh, on this. Oh no, because it's alleged. It's alleged stuff. Oh, not no. like he's in trouble with the law. I just mean with the church. See, this just tells me about Kenneth Copeland, who was a televangelist. That's all I'm getting. <laughs> if I Google it, you get a whole. You got to go minus up. land. There you go. Uh, you know, right. speaking of the uh, Church Handbook of Instructions, the big the big miss that I feel like a lot of people haven't been talking about yeah. is the uh, different versions of the scriptures that we can use. Tell me more. So that you know, it's a long held tradition that we, when you say what Bible do you read from, we say the King James Version because it's the most uh, accurate. Blah, 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 blah. Now, the the new uh, changes to the handbook says it may be useful to use other versions of the of the scriptures. That's huge. It 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 it, it I know that it doesn't sound like it is and it shouldn't no. necessarily be, but it is a big deal, especially no, no, where for a, a long time we've hung our hat on the King James version. Now it, they're like, "Listen, you need to understand more. Read the new translation." What I wonder is, do you think they've done this um because like in foreign languages, we there's not a King James version. Like right. in Span- I mean, we have approved ones, of course. Like in Spanish, we use the Reina Valera version, which is the most correct. But at the bottom line is, you can't perfectly just translate like literally the King James version to every other language and have it be right. like the exact level of fidelity that you want for the King James version to ensure. And then if we're if you can't do that, the church isn't going to fully do that. Like we have done it with like with the Reina Valera Bible, for example. The church finally went through and 
annotated it and did the whole quad. And you can get a quad in Spanish now as of like five cool. years ago, which is a big deal. Yeah. So that's actually, that's very cool that they're opening up to that because I think a lot of times when folks might show up and be like, so what does this, you know, the new world translation say about this? And you'll hear war members being like, what are they doing? Yeah. What yeah. Is, what, well, what I, you this? know, I had it's not the, the Joseph it, Smith translation. This is no, what are you doing? <laughs> What in the, in the old ward that I was in in downtown Salt Lake, uh, one of our uh, Sunday that school teachers it. actually taught from the new translation. And what was and, the and, and the driving idea behind that? Like, what was the what was the? It's easier benefit? to understand. And said, you know what? For you know a better comprehension, let's read from this. And you would have thought that he would have said, you know, let's read from you know the Quran or something like that. The way that some people reacted in that Sunday school, and I was like, guys, <laughs> it, no, it's the same. I think we're missing the point. And then everyone sort of settled down. But that first time that he's like, let's look at the new translation. Everyone was like, what are, are, are there any famous passages that are in the new world translation that like are potentially, uh, doctrinally suspect? Oh, uh, pr- probably, you know, I mean, there's stuff in the King James version where we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then later it says something different. So focus on the later part. Well, I mean like all of songs of Solomon, for yeah. example, especially, <laughs> So excited for Old Testament next year! Oh yeah, my gosh. Ugh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a gas. Yeah, the best part about Old Testament is that the old. I mean, this makes sense, but it's the Old Testament. But like the very first lesson you're reading from the Book of Moses instead. <laughs> so you're reading. I mean, I mean, yeah. like, what else are you gonna do? It's pretty great. Like, I get it. Right, right, it's just right, kind of funny right. to me. It's like, no, you're not doing. In the beginning, there was the word, and the word. Nope. Yeah, the, no, 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 no. I did not realize they've squeezed that one into the handbook, and I'm surprised fewer people aren't discussing. Yeah, it, it really is just sort of a surprise as far as all that goes. Um. Uh, good, you know, good, also, good pick, the, Richie. what's that? Good pick, Richie. Well done. Thank you very much. Also, you know, stop being a jerk online. Tell me more the new about, handbook. Not being, about not being a jerk online. When, when they're talking about trolling, right? People, a lot of people are ascribing this to the, uh, you know, to come at the Desnat folks. But I it mean, it, I think it, I think it's general populist behavior on social media and or the internet that the church has said, okay, it's time. We're saying something about it. Yeah, it says, so the quote, it condemns, quote, threatening, bullying, degrading, violent, or otherwise abusive language or images online. I'm, in that case, there's members of Congress who uh, stand against I mean, the handbook of, handbook of instruction, yeah. The, yeah thing that I, the thing that I would wonder about it is, do you think that it'll come to, like, how does this, how does this see itself out, right? Like, as the bishop screenshotted a thing from someone, you know, one of his congregants, and then sits down and says, now, Jeff, when you told Richie to, you know, shove it, was that the way that he should have, you know, Well, how much other, treated? how much other, like, general handbook stuff do we fail on? I mean, I mean, and, and then how do you, what's the value system of this here? I think this is very important, of course, but it's sure. not like here they, they've ranked it or, or anything like that. I mean, this, is, this goes back to, like, what if you violated not allowing horns in sacrament meeting previously. Is that an indictable offense in terms of like meeting with your bishop? I just, I don't know. I think this is the kind of thing where we just have the handbook and we reference it and we say here, and people will say, here's the doctrine. Yeah. Here's what we You have. make a good point, Jeff. Having a trumpet in, in sacrament meeting is equivalent to threatening okay. someone's life on social media. They should I, be treated as such. I feel like it's the same level of offense. It is for me. When I've gone to church and someone has played the trumpet, yeah. I have felt, I can feel the spirit leave my body. Yeah. How how will we figure our way between those two things? That's a that is a great point. Uh, um, that's a yeah. These are some good updates. I like the church though. Uh, 
I like him, you know, codifying that and saying it's not to be trolls. And I agree, most people seem to be jumping down at Desnat. I think a lot of that primarily, though, is because it's publications like the Trib and others that are covering this. I don't even know if Deseret News is bothering to cover yeah. this story or or more conservative outlets. And if they did, maybe they would then say like, hey, how about like people on the left? And then the tribalism will continue and continue and continue as we pick one another apart. But yeah, don't be a dink online, put people like... Just don't be that person. That's- With the election and everything of yesteryear, did you find yourself falling into that? Like I, I caught myself a couple times just being horrible, and then I was like, I, I don't really want to be this person. Um, uh, you were using abusive or threatening language, Richard. Kind of. Uh, more, I don't think more, I- more abusive, less threatening. Like you just say, "Hey, you dummy." Yeah, you like say- I was sort of being a bully. No, I'm. I well. I think there's been there's been times when I've probably said something and been like, okay, that was a bit much. But I try not to. I try to keep it academic in my. But sometimes you get frustrated because one, obviously, online discourse goes nowhere. Sure. And and I mean, like, okay, digression. But like, say in the in in the wake of the election, many people saying the election was stolen, despite the fact right. there's no right. evidence to support that whatsoever. Despite the fact that the lawyers who are supposed to represent the cases for that didn't actually submit anything in court to that effect, because doing right. so would make them legally responsible for doing so, and that should tell you a lot about the actual case about the election being stolen. But um, I try to explain this to people and be like, no, the whole thing was stolen. It's all a conspiracy. There's irregularities. All the usual stuff you see, and then you could like you can put out easy things to to prove any of the, to refute any of those points and there there will grow moments when you get so frustrated and you're like dude i understand that your brain is smaller than that of a squirrel <laughs> or some like, like that. yeah yeah and that's what you have to resist you have to resist yeah. that you have yeah, to I, mean, I, did, you know, I didn't have the uh, self control to resist that on occasion i've i'm not perfect either i try to be better about it uh, but you know I don't know. What can you do? What can you, you do? It's all, do you ever find yourself like, do you, does part of you ever like hope to see some of the more uh, out there, outspoken types on your social media feed? Like you're, you're waiting for them to share something that you can then jump on once more? Like, do you, you, know, do you, it, you yearn for this experience? Yeah. In a, in oh, I absolutely way? used to do that. Like in the height of everything. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this thing. And then post it on this person's wall, send it in their messenger, find their email address and send it to them and then say, hey, what do you think? What are we saying? What do you, what, what about this? I've tried to get away from that. That's probably better. It's for the yeah, best. It's for the betterment. Um, one other handbook change just before we go, coming back, coming back to music. Another cool update that I didn't want us to, to walk away from is they mentioned as well that sacred music that is written or sung in culturally diverse musical styles may help unify congregations. Music coordinators and priesthood leaders may include a variety of appropriate musical styles that appeal to members of various backgrounds. Two things. The first one, real quick, I saw some upset over the weekend that this last clause says music coordinators and priesthood leaders, implying that ward music chairs are unable to operate with autonomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some interesting Twitter threads actually with people saying, telling their experience of like, oh no, I had bishops who would like make me appro- had to approve every hymn every sure. Sunday. That's how it so is in put, the handbook. Oh, so they put the kibosh down. And that is what it says. You know, I, I've been in a lot of words where there's that's on paper, but the music leaders just doing what they do, and sure. that's it. But anyway, so that's something to consider. It does say priesthood leaders. Is that an example of the patriarchy lording over stuff? I don't know. I mean, I think almost every auxiliary point in the handbook says so and so and priesthood leaders because it all comes back to that. But I think this is the big thing here, though, is culturally diverse musical styles. I don't know what sure. this could also open things up to, but I think it's great the church is sort of recognizing 
that uh, our membership is diverse and in many ways trying to export what's essentially American Protestantism approach to the way we do our hymns doesn't fit every single mold, at least abroad, especially abroad, especially outside the U.S. So I, I'm all for anything that makes it seem less like we're trying to export American uh, social norms to other countries. Well, the thing that I'm excited for most is that this opens me up for the opportunity to release my lounge style hymns Absolutely. that uh, I'll be I'll be doing in 2022. It's uh, basically me with a microphone. I have a snare drum in front of me and a you know a soft bristle fan uh, yeah. Yeah. drumstick that I'm just gonna. If you could hide to go loud. In the twinkling of an eye. Uh, Richie, where were you back in like 2000, uh, 2001, man? I, uh, did, I, I, I did this. We could have done this together. We had we did a road show, the last road show I'm aware of since then in my stake. And uh, I'll spray the whole plot of the road show, but there was oh, a sequence. Oh, they had a plot? They, <laughs> it, they did. They were, on, they were on the internet and they stumbled across a website that had like a lounge singer. And I got up there, I wore like a velvet suit and I did Give Said the Little Stream. Mm. Give Said the Little Stream. Hey! If, if people are wondering, we are the same person. The only fundamental difference being a um, hundred years ago in America, I would not be socially abused for having red hair. Right. So yep. um, that's, the, that's the... That is literally the only difference. You would have but, trouble as an immigrant yeah. 100, 100 years Thank ago. you. Thank <laughs> you. I, on the other hand, I, I just, I look, you know, I just look like a beautiful Englishman. Hey, you just, you just look real American. Uh, sh- should, am, should we move along to, oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, now we've gone crazy. Richie, I'm here, baby. It's not me. It's you. No, I'm here. I'm here. What's going on, Richie? Don't make me edit this stuff out. It takes more time. Please stand by. everybody. I don't even know if he can hear me. But I'm here for him. He's just staring into the void. He's not there. Okay, the music is coming through now. Oh, hello, Richie. Your video is really bad. That's just the... Can you hear me, though? Yeah. Then just talk, man. Just talk. Now I can hear you. The music was real bad for a minute. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. Maybe you need to talk to your tenants about their internet connect quality. It's not me. Well, it's not me. I'm still hearing music. Yeah, it's because I'm playing it. There. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So where were you? Let's make... uh, You went went, uh, garbly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, you yeah. were going to move on. You were going to move yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to move though. on. I was going to make the hard segue. Go ahead. Make the hard segue. Let us take a drive up to small town, Utah, to the Cache Valley, uh, where, uh, <laughs> oh, geez. If you followed this at all, uh, the Utah State University police chief is in the news. Um, 
and and I should probably make this uh, warning that it, this could be triggering for folks um, talking about uh, sexual assault, talking Fair. about um, rape and or other things. Um, the Utah State Police Chief Earl Morris uh, warned the Utah State University football team that LDS women will often tell their bishop when questioned about uh, whether or not their sex was consensual, that it's easier uh, that they might be feeling regret. He continued for having sex before marriage, which goes against the faith teachings of abstinence and says, and if you're not used to a Mormon community, folks, I'm here to tell you the Latter-day Saints community, young ladies, they may have sex with you, but then they're going to, uh, you know, report to their bishops and say that it may not in fact be consensual members of the team laughed and hollered in response to morris's comments morris who is no longer the utah state university police chief he has since um stepped down it's interesting that the the um the the case that's being made about a, a couple parts of this is one is certainly that he said that and and that's horrible and reprehensible and people very quickly came out and said that um but in some way and or fashion, the um, the uh, football coach complicit in it, in that he oh, yeah. didn't say, oh, hey, hang on, don't be telling these people this, but that they've opened a separate investigation into the coach of the Utah State University football team. And, and the thing that's interesting and why people are saying that they did that is Utah State played a bowl game on Saturday, and if they hadn't had said... We're doing a separate investigation into the football coach. He probably would have had to not be the coach for that bowl game. So well, heaven, sports heaven builds forbid, character. Heaven forbid we have to do the right thing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they have they have recording of the coach, Blake Anderson, saying it has never been more glamorized to be a victim of sexual assault. I mean, yeah. like they have audio of him saying, I'm saying it still merits due diligence, 100%. But I say, guess what? If, I mean, unless this is a terrible hit job, like was this all put out there by the opposing team with the hope? Yeah, Oregon State was like, let's get them, guys. Yeah, I'm sure that's what this is all about. This is like, <laughs> this is hardcore oppositional research that's between co- collegiate football. Um, he's apologized, uh, Coach Anderson, but I mean, come on. If the, if the sheriff has gotten in trouble, I think well, the coach should also get in trouble. Well, and it's a lot of trouble up at Utah State because uh, you dial the clock back like a year uh, from right now, and there was the the story um, up there with the with the football team where uh, they were going to hire uh, somebody. I can't I can't remember. Maybe it was the head coach, or maybe it was one of the assistant coaches, or whatever. And um, and that coach was not a member of the church. And someone said something to the effect of like, oh, no, we, we, we can't have a member of the church or he wasn't a member uh, of the church and we yeah, need yeah. a member of the church. It just seems like someone needs to get that football team kind of in order and be like, OK, guys, what are we doing here? It also speaks to sort of the dual standards we sometimes have with athletics sure. uh, at universities, right? Like, oh, well, you know, I mean, the, the, the football players are just going to do what they do and we just have to accommodate them and mm-hmm. not. I mean, I, I'm sure you see this even at BYU. Sure. Where, oh yeah, all the football players, you know, they've signed, they've signed the honor code. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That's not to say any of us are perfect by any no. stretch of the imagination, but there's a there's a culture of looking the other way when it comes to the malfeasance of athletes in college because they mean big money, they mean a lot of good things for a university, and why would you want to? 
turn it, off that pipe. It's worth know? bringing uh, up briefly, and I know this wasn't in our list of stuff, but it resurfaced again about oh, okay. BYU and the BYU Police Department. Saw, oh, yeah, uh, there, I saw that, yeah. There was another article that came out, and I think it was from the Salt Lake Tribune, talking about how um, the BYU Police Department, um, they worked in collaboration <laughs> With the honor code office, oh, at co- collusion Young University. is the word you want to use here. This is yeah. <laughs> you can use collusion finally in its yeah. appropriate context. S- said, "Hey, you know what? Here, th- this happened off campus with these people. You should know about this honor code office." Now, this is not something that has happened recently. This is this is something that just has sort of surfaced le- recently. But this was happening five or six years ago, and and uh, the police department has been chastened but the university itself has not for its collaboration with the police department which is so, like and and if you remember BYU's police department was at the risk of being decertified and i yeah. saw a follow up story as well it's interesting because it said the state was trump was trying really hard to dis cuz to disband BYU's police force which in the end they chose not to do right. i mean they're the ones in the, in the position to do it so th- it was in- an interesting bit of reporting cuz it's like the state was saying we really wanted to just disband their police force and make provo pd over the school but they still didn't fall. They're the ones who held the cards to do yep. so. And this is a good example of like, I see seeing this to me, like I love BYU, but it tells me maybe it would it be the worst thing if it was just the municipal police department from Provo just also handled stuff on campus. Just, I, I don't, you know, I, and different universities, this is not uncommon. A lot of universities have their own police forces. Sure. Um, but I imagine, but it just, it just looks worse and worse when it seems like BYU uses like this, an appendage of the honor code office. Yeah a nice excuse to sort of do our own thing autonomously with less accountability and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, it's, uh, and and this is one of those situations where you can't dismiss it by saying, well, if they don't like the way that it is, they should go to a different school. It's just not the way that that should occur. Right. That's just not a, that's just not the practice. It's not a legal practice. It's not a moral ethical way to be able to do it. Worth noting too, as we sort of put the button on um, both police, um, policing and football teams. Remember that team that you had to look up that BYU played in the bowl that they lost to over the weekend. It's worth making uh, the mention they, that BYU lost to UAB over the weekend when they announced that they were going to be playing in the independence bowl and everyone went, who is that team? We deserve better. We should be playing on new year's day. Well, we lost two of them over the weekend. So way to go. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't even know that they play. That's great that they played. Good for Lost them. Lost in their bowl game. Who's the uh, Who's the other? What is UAB University? UAB of? is it, it's it's an Alabama team that isn't Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, moving on here. Random thing from the church news. I, I'm, I'm this is mostly me questioning why they put it up. So updated for on the 16th of December, 2021. Which countries have the largest percentages of their populations as Latter-day Saints? This is always a fun thing that they update. You know, it's fun to see who are which countries are densely LDS. The hilarious thing is the way they've cropped the map where like Europe isn't even in the map at all <laughs> because it's in Europe and the Middle East make no appearance. Whatsoever. Oh, you're right. I didn't even notice that. Um, and not Africa either. And I'm curious if that'll change over time because every single country on this list is um, basically the United States, then Latin America, and then Micronesia, Polynesia, Melanesia, just a bunch of Pacific Islands. And that's basically the entire thing, truly. Not even the Philippines makes the list because the Philippines has tons of members, but the Philippines also has tons of people. So this is not this is a per capita situation. So uh, Tonga continues to top the list. Tonga is 63.5% Latter-day Saints. And of course, this is, we don't know what activity rates are or anything like that. This is just what's on the books. 
Samoa is 42.5%. American Samoa is 29.8%, which is amazing to me that it's taken us that long to get American Samoa its own temple. They just broke ground on the temple in American Samoa, and it's been hmm. number three on Latter-day Saints per capita for all this time. So uh, I Kiribati- know you're nerdy about this, so let me ask you this as just someone who does not know. I know there's Samoa and American Samoa. Yeah. Is it like North and South Korea, like they touch each other? And they're just yeah, they're right sort next, of they're right next to one another. There's you know there's ocean between them, but um, but it's all part of the greater Samoan Islands. It's just okay. yeah, it's a, it's essentially a a nation split between two states. You have Samoa, which is like the independent country kingdom of Samoa, and then American Samoa is a territory of the United. So states. So they are separate islands, though. Yeah, separate couple of islands. Per okay. Island. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe it was, is the original Samoa was called Western Samoa originally? I'm getting my geography mixed up. I think so. I think American Samoa is east of it. And then, yeah. Uh, anyway, so a lot of those, you know, Kiribati, Marshall Islands, French Polynesia. Niue is fun because it's like the least populated country in the world, but it's still 8.7% Latter-day Saint. It's a country with like like 200 people or something like that. It's crazy. Awesome. So a ton of that. You, it's all Pacific Island nations until you get to Chile, which is finally 3.2%. Um, good on Uruguay, by the way. Uruguay's 3.1% Latter-day Saint, but they still have one temple. That's something to keep an eye on because <laughs> Chile has like four in the works now. So the list goes on. The, the United States is number 17. Uh, Costa Rica is up there, number 34. This is all well and good. It's fun to see this information. Um, you know, I look forward to when they update this. I, I think you're just going to kind of see this group of countries sort of jockeying for position. I don't think we're, it might be, maybe at some point we might get like Ghana or Nigeria has a lot of members, but Nigeria also has like 200 million people. So Jeez. that's hard. So it might depend a bit and take some time. The now, curious you, thing about this though. Oh, sorry, Richie, go ahead. I was just going to say ahead. you glossed right over the big, you know, the non-headline no, headline of this I'm thing. I'm getting there. This is what we call burying the lead. Yeah. Thank and, you. Thank you. That, that works real well in media. <laughs> um, but so this is all well and interesting. But the thing is they point out they're using 2019 statistics, which they did last year when they published the same thing. So basically this is not new information as far as we know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't way back machined this URL to see if it uh, if anything's changed. No, it's, it's still actually a fresh URL. There's the date. So it's 2019 statistics. This goes back to the whole thing about the church refusing to release 2020 statistics broken down by country or state. Mm-hmm. Um, they say because the data is... Um, corrupted they said the data is inaccurate because many kids were born or blessed or this and that which i've i have i think some data could be messed up sure sacrament attendance data would make no sense in 2020 especially as a measure of like funding for your ward budget like it's been and stuff like i get that but if you're talking membership numbers like we know if people got baptized even during the pandemic sure full stop sure if kids were born Many of them were just blessed at home or some over Zoom or whatever. I did that last year. We blessed our kid at home. You still make generate a record of it. Like unless the ward is just failing to do its administrative work, there's no reason why that data should also be a problem. And if you're talking about church membership growth, it's literally just convert baptisms and children of record baptisms, which still happened. Mm-hmm. And then baby blessings aren't even like on the records necessarily. I mean, your kid's in the records, but they're not counted as church membership anyway until they're baptized. And so I, I struggle to see how you could not accurately report what did happen in 2020 and how the data could be uh, incorrect, despite knock, what knock. they said. I just don't. Yes. What's up, Rich? No, you got to the ne- It's not what's up, who's there. That's what you say. Who's there? Say, who's there? Who's there? 
controlling the message so that headlines don't read things that we don't want them to. As you heard us say, yes, we said this, I don't know if you heard our episode a few weeks ago, which is the exact thing we said. Because even yep. if it's true, if the headline reads that church membership actually declined in the U.S. because of deaths exceeding convert baptisms and child of record baptisms that year, even if that's perfectly validated by the pandemic, exactly, mm-hmm. the, headline, the headline becomes... Mormons have negative growth in the United States. Right. And then that's and, you're, the and you're never going to see us put something like that out. And because yeah. too, too many people are like, and they we're the fastest growing, and that's where they sort of hang their hat of testimony as far as that goes. But but also there's not going to be any group that's like, you release your 2020 statistics. We need them now, right? You and I are talking about it. There's a couple Jana, people over Jana there. Reese is talking about yeah. it. Jana Reese is yeah. mad. She yeah. needs it. I there's mean, a dozen of us. There are dozens of us dozens we're like never nudes um <laughs> yeah i agree i just just for the sake of like fidelity it just bugs me i totally get the pr reasons why you don't do it but i'm still like guys like who cares if it's a blip it's a blip but like let it's i, I want to know I the need damage know. from the blip is greater than the worth of putting it out it's kind of like yes i know there's the pr matters so much even for a global church you think it's all about faith people my washington dc temple has been done being renovated for a year and a half yep but we haven't rededicated it yet because the PR is too valuable for a temple dedication of that magnitude and an open house than just dedicating it and letting us get to back to work with it. Like when you think about that, like the saints have co- here have continued to have to drive to Philadelphia or Raleigh to go to the temple and they'll have had to do so for like 20 extra months because the PR is too important in this case. Well, and but the other side of that salary. they would say is that there hasn't been as many opportunities because up until just last week, uh, some temples within the church were constantly, you know, at some level of being closed. It wasn't until midweek last week where all temples were Every opened temple, at least yeah. in some fashion. So it's not like they've missed out a ton on not a, a ton, a, but I mean, considering Philly stayed open like this whole time since mm-hmm. they re- did it, I. I get that, but I think that would that would just be kind of a you'd be hiding behind that one. I think, but it's fine. Sure. I get it. Like PRs, you know, like okay, fine. The, the 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 public relations are more important than the actual thing we're doing. Okay, well, that's and okay. and that's yeah, part of it. and it's okay. And with Washington D.C., where it's such an international sort of crossroads for you know world leaders and things like that to be able to come and be able to experience a temple, of course, of course, yeah, of course. Sorry, of course. Sorry, Geoff. <laughs> Uh, oh, the bearded nationalist has not had his day. A real quick thing about Tonga. They just, you know, for for being as many members of the church as densely populated, uh, they finally got their first uh, YSA ward in Tonga. They met for the first time just two weeks ago. Uh, wow. Henry Lau... Let me just say his name is Don't Henry. Try. Bishop Henry. Uh, he's been called to serve as the bishop of the ward. Loving it. Loves the fact that there is uh, finally a ward there. Says, quote such a beautiful and historic thing to be a part of, and I can't wait to enjoy this ward together with my fellow YSAs. So way to go, Tonga, with your first YSA ward. Good on ya. And it's funny, I mean, it was only, what, less than two years ago they did the first YSA ward in Asia and Singapore. We had some disagreement because there was one that was kind of kind of not there in the Philippines. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they organized the, the first young single ward in Latin America in Mexico City only this year. And that one <laughs> is the one that really surprises me. You would have thought Latin America would have singles wards by now. But They've, there's a, I've actually got a list here, if you're curious about this. I think the church maintains this too. But uh, yeah, yeah, the Philippines, Tonga, Kiribati has one, Singapore, um, Botswana has a YSA ward. Oh, good. New Zealand. 
Botswana. I heard rocks, the events man. in the Botswana YSA ward are real great. Don't mess with Gaborone, dude. They know no. what's up. Botswana, Botswana has a better credit rating than most European countries. Botswana mm. is a miracle country. Mm. It's a beautiful place. Minus the HIVs they have to deal with. But Oof. other than that, it's hard. Like that's a hard thing in the region. Like when you when you've got thirty percent of your countries still deals with HIV. That's oh wow. I didn't realize that. That sucks. I'm probably getting the stat a little bit wrong, but you know, that's a, that's a real downer stat to bring into that conversation. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> 24.8%. Okay. Close enough. All right. Uh, I'm going to bounce around here. Hey, do you want to know about six places where Joseph Smith spent Christmas? Yes. Because this is what the church news wants you to know. Six places where he spent Christmas. You know, it, uh, any year could go by uh-huh. and he might have, and it was Christmas time. Yeah. And he spent it somewhere. Uh, spoiler alert, not Utah. Yeah, no, he never made it. Yeah. Um, the new OK Whitney store in Kirtland, Ohio. The sure. home of Joseph Smith Sr. in Kirtland, Ohio. He spent Christmas in Liberty Jail. That's actually a fair one to point out. We might okay. gloss over that or not think about the dates. But he, he was uh, he was there. Uh, he was in Hiram and Sarah Kimball's home in Nauvoo, Illinois. The Nauvoo House or the Mansion House in Nauvoo, Illinois. And those are the only, those are the six places where he spent Christmas. Yeah, That's, he didn't uh, spend it anywhere else. That's only it. Oh, those sorry. six, and there's also the Smith family home, of course. But that—that's uh, that—that's this is an article in the Church News, and um, and uh, it's we, important we, that we know it. You know, I had never been the to the to the uh, birthplace of the prophet until just earlier this year, a couple months ago. I went to the birthplace. How was that up there in Sharon? It's actually pretty cool. We went there in the fall time, uh, so absolutely gorgeous to have your northeast fall. Uh, you know about that, but all of us Western folks, it's brown nine but months I've, out of I the was, year. I've still never done a New England fall, which is a whole other whole other level of fall. So I would love to do that too. That'd be cool. But um, I mean, it, it's been a monument for a good amount of years. I thought it was one of the ones that sort of came around w- with the 80s and, the, and it wasn't. It was one that had been around much longer than that. So there's like, you know, horse and buggy systems of how they got the monolith there on the top of the hill. And you can learn about... Um, Brother Wood, who is a fascinating character within church history, who bought that particular piece of property and donated it to the church. And he has this weird place in North Salt Lake where he's got like the the plaster cast of the original um, like temple uh, oxen in the Salt Lake Temple. Like he's it, he's a collector of odd things, his family, and it's been passed down. It looks like a junkyard and That's he's cool. got. All, all sorts of crazy things, the Wood family, as far as that goes. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, it was cool. It was fun. It was fun to be able to go to that. My wife, who's not a member of the church, has said, as, as we went there, we went, so we're here because this is where he was born. She sort of misses the nostalgia and or the the uh, spiritual elements of those things. Like she, We've been to several temples, and she gets it as far as yeah. that goes. But she's yeah. like, so we're going to where he was born. Okay. Well, it's yeah. I guess I guess from an outside perspective, it could be curious. But I think we also, you know, we have famous birthplaces for all kinds of like you can go to Abraham Lincoln's birthplace, sure, sure, in Kentucky, and that's a big deal. I've been to Ulysses S. Grant's birthplace in Ohio. It's right. Oh, really? Random. Well, it's this random little pullover in southern Ohio, and you're like, yes, this this here we are. This is happening. Week. And Richard Nixon was born just a few miles from the house I grew up. And that's where his presidential library is today. His, it's his birthplace, his uh-huh. presidential museum, and his burial place. He really just kind of, he just put it all in one spot. Yeah, just didn't the entire get a- Richard Nixon experience <laughs> is localized. Opening fall 2023, the Richard Nixon experience. I'd uh, go to that. 
I would. I why? Why would you want? I love. I'm so happy that my the like the one president my homeland produced. We got freaking Richard Nixon. That's yep. who we gave to the world. You're welcome, everybody. We gave you Richard. Jeez, jeez. Well, uh, I'm. I'm. I feel like there is a um, there is a research piece being uh, culminated, culled together right now by the Tribune to find out the other places Joseph Smith spent Christmas. I feel like that's an article to come out later this week um in in sort of a lighter thing since we've been fairly heavy so far i i found a lot of interest in this the from a christmas story to the santa claus three <laughs> eight movies that have included the tabernacle choir and so to me i hear that headline and i think okay these are all going to be christmas movies that the music from the tabernacle choir has been featured oh tis not so the very first uh, one <laughs> yeah evan almighty of of <laughs> You know, the not great sequel of Bruce Almighty uh, about building Noah's Ark. Um, This Land is Your Land. I'll mention these quick. Deck the Halls is in the movie Joy to the World. How about this this one, though? The the movie Nixon, the very rated R biopic of Richard Nixon. Oh, you scanned down too much. I'm sorry. No, wait. I don't even see that on my list. You're looking at the list from LDS Living, correct? Correct. Evan Almighty. Okay, continue. Can, I will not. Then I saw you. Deck the Halls is in Joy to the World. The Santa Claus 3, again, a sequel to a Christmas movie that didn't need to happen. The first one, I'll allow it, but you don't really need it. That's the Hallelujah Chorus. Uh, Madagascar has Born Free, The Stepford Wives, <laughs> and The Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Shenandoah. Oh, there you go. In Nixon. Okay. I well, like that song. That's yep. a great version of that song, too. Well, if you haven't ever heard. A, a Christmas Story has Silent Night. And then number eight, total deep cut here. UHF. The where Weird is, Al Yankovic. Where the is Weird the Al Battle Yankovic Hymn movie. of the Republic in UHF? I don't remember. I haven't seen that in so long. Let's see, it's got Michael imagine. Richards before he was Kramer. It is a it is a gem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before, uh, it was before he said all the things that made everyone not like him. Kramer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This list is perfectly fun. I wonder about this like in terms of licensing, though. Like the church is like, yeah, it's cool. You can use our recording for the Stepford Wives. Like, do, is that part of our, our ministry? I mean, the Tabernacle Choir is officially a mission. You know, Mike Levitt's sure. making sure of this. Is he going to license this stuff to the next great R-rated biopic of our day? You know how it works? Tell me. Hey, more. we're going to give you a lot of money. But and we want to but, use your song. Okay, we will take your lot of money. Thank you. And then, and then do we say it's just wonderful? We're getting the work, we're getting our product yes. out there. Yes, that's the deal. Yes. But what about you know guilt by association? Right? Nope. What if you it you're doesn't watching, apply? You're watching Nixon and he's swearing up a storm, and then you hear the Tabernacle Choir singing, and you're like, "This is a weird incongruence. I don't know how I feel. I'm feeling the spirit, and I'm feeling Anthony Hopkins' rage at the same time, I feel, and I don't know what to do with these feelings. I, I feel like if within the thing they would have said, pause as we play a song from the Church of Jesus <laughs> oh, Christ yeah. of Latter-day Saints, like that, I feel like, is to the point that you're I mean, talking it's, about. It's probably, I love it. It's, probably, it's in the credits at some point. You know, you yeah, watch this whole but, movie, and it'll be, I know, it's not a, it's, none of this is a big deal. I just no. think it's, it's a curiosity. And they get paid of, money for it. Why not? I, I allow a lot of things when people are saying, you know what? We can do good things with that money. You need to have standards, man. <sighs> nope. We'll All not right. do that. Um, we talked about a few weeks ago that the uh, the temple president of the Seoul South Korea temple uh, unexpectedly passed away. It was COVID, uh, right? Did they actually say it was COVID? I don't remember. Well, maybe not. Maybe I'm COVID. thinking of something else. 
but he passed away and um they don't really i don't think they even mentioned this in the article that this is the reason why this is actually a story this is one of these funny things when they bother to make a story of a new temple president being called but don't mm-hmm. explain the context of why this is randomly happening at this point in time um so they've called a new, te- a new temple president for the seoul korea after the previous one unfortunately passed away so oh he kun uh, of the Seoul Korea West Sake is now the president of that. He's oh sorry they do have mention though. So he's succeeding President Kim Chuan who died in November. So there we go. They did make a mention of that. My bad. Retract. So a, there you go. He's been called. in a matter of quick news. Uh, kind of going along with that, the groundbreaking uh, for the new temple in West Africa, the Freetown Sierra Leone Temple, two point nine acre site. Looking at the uh, rendering of said temple, no Moroni. Shocker. <clears throat> Interesting <clears throat> steeple, though, in the cupola. That's that's a different design, though. Yeah, what would you call that? That's sort of... Um... That's an interesting one. Uh, usually, they uh, it's like they took a typical cupola on the top and just kind of just kind of kept stretching, just kind of mm-hmm. kept going. It's like yeah, if you had a design... Yeah, they heated up real hot, and then they just... <clears throat> it's like if you put a cupola in Photoshop, folks, or anything, and then dragged it to just kind of stretch out the image, that's what you get. So it's it's interesting in that case. Um, 18,000 square feet, so not not tiny. It's okay size. I, I like that there's going to be housing, presidency apartments, and ordinance worker apartments uh, adjacent. So it will be a sort of a place that people can come and reside for a bit. Obviously, as they get called on missions there to to be able to function within that temple. 18,000 uh, square feet. That's fairly small, yeah? It's okay size. As far as temples? It's not, it does not make it a large temple, but it's, it's kind of the size of the second round of mini temples, like the Newport Beaches, Lubbock, San Antonio's, Sacramento temples of the world, like kind hmm. of that size. It's about that. So uh, it'll do. Um, this is my, my bishop is from Sierra Leone. So this, oh, has interesting. Really, this has been really fun to track with him since they announced the temple. And he's been like well aware of all the details. He's like, I know exactly where it's going to go. It's going to go at this compound right next to the U S embassy. And like, Oh, yep. That's where it's going. He's been a great source of information for this. So. Uh, it's the 18th temple in Africa. That's uh, the amazing thing I was about to pull out. Think about that, Richie before like 2000, gosh, it was like 2010. Yep. And we still just had three temples in Africa. That's, that, that is just firing on all cylinders. That's great. In the particular temple district for the Sierra Leone, uh, it's 21,000 saints. So that's a pretty big deal. 70 congregations that will be served by that free town. Also interesting temple. that they're actually saying what the district will be. A lot of the time they don't make any mention of that until they might say how many saints are in the country. Hmm. But I'm, I'm assuming this is just going to be one and the same where the district, it, says, it does say temple district. So maybe in this case, they're just clearly saying, the saints of Sierra Leone will be the temple's district, unless the saints of Liberia also get assigned to it. I'm not quite sure how it'll be, but uh, they often now, don't. I, they often don't, like we still don't know officially. I don't even think like what the Orem Temple District is going to be. Right, like, right, they're, right, right, they're building it, but they haven't announced what those lines are going to be. But in this case, we do. now I uh, I want to hold us true to what I try and hold true true to. We're almost at an hour. So I yeah. want to make sure that we get this stuff in because when you post something that's longer than an hour, I yeah. audibly say at the gym as I'm listening to stuff, things like, come on, Jeff, what could you possibly have talked about on the non-news week that took you an hour and 15 minutes? I was hoping you just groan and it makes everyone look at you really weird. Yeah. Just go, oh, <laughs> is he okay? I do do that, but not at the length of podcasts. Uh, what, what is this? <laughs> I didn't read this story, I'll be honest with you. The new project for the British Isles. Um, 
basically, it's real quick. This came out of the UK newsroom, and this is not to be confused with the Saints Volume Three, which is going to be about the British Isles. But they're doing they they want to basically comp- uh, compile the stories of the units. They, it's a two year project called the Unit History Project. Hmm. is an ambitious attempt to provide a brief history of all the congregations of the church in Great Britain, uh, also in the Crown dependencies of like Guernsey, Jersey, and the Isle of Man. And they're asking them to create summaries and send them to James Perry at churchofjesuschrist.org. So if you are in the UK, uh, do that. If you're interested in the UK and just want to make up stories and send them to James, do that. Well, so they they do that here. Like I was my ward historian for a hot minute, and you have to do that as well. Who are the bishops? Who have served? What has it been? What area? All that stuff. So it just seems like what they're expanding that out. No, guys, we're really serious. Do this. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm I'm, I'm game. I'm game for it. Uh, what I also wanted to ask you about this because it's in Spanish, I presume. That's why I can't read it. It seems oh, like you, you weak, just man. wanted to cram in a story about your mission. So please regale I me with the tales. Did. Do you want to know why? Because the city I mentioned here, Tarragona, was my longest mission area. So this is this is beyond just wanting to talk about Spain. This is literally my old ward. So that that headed this up. So and this was not. It's not like they have stuff for every ward. But anyways, they did a uh, religion night, basically, uh, in Tarragona, Spain. Tarragona is about an hour south of Barcelona on the coast. Um, kind of cool. Basically, they, but it's cool here is the church actually partnered with, according to what I'm reading here on the on the program, I think they partnered with, uh, where is that? They partnered with like UNICEF. Or is it, where'd it go? I had it written somewhere right here. Yes, the so, so the sorry, UNESCO, not UNICEF. The UNESCO uh, group, the interreligious group, of UNESCO and the City Hall of Tarragona helped organize a religion night where different religions came to the chapel and got to show off what they were doing and talk about what was going on and stuff like that. They've apparently got sister missionaries in Tarragona now, which is huge. We if, well, They had to get in and clean up what you did. Probably. Um, and it's great. And uh, I just think this is cool. They did this. It's cool if they do this anywhere. I think it's, it's very fun for me to see that they did this in my old ward and they have a new building that they did not have when I was there. I also crack up because the program for it was all in Catalan. Not going to bore the listeners with my usual stuff here, but if you look at the image of the program, this goes back to like the church making decisions on language and culture and stuff like that. Because this program is all it says here does not say in Spanish. It says Los Glasses de Jesús Cristo Santos de Rios Dios un convida de la nita las religiones puertas abiertas visita guiada en grupos petits charla de presentación dos diferentes programas que realizasa las Glasses like very Catalan, but. Everything else is in Spanish, like all like the family search banner, the Book of Mormons in Spanish, the missionaries have Spanish tags. This goes back to my mission, how it boggled my mind. We had no Catalan language program for the mission because it's like a big thing there. And uh, when you go to church and the rule is church has to be in Spanish, but prayers and testimonies can be in whatever language you want. And all the majority Catalan members seize on that and just get up to the pulpit and just blabber in Catalan during testimony meetings. It's the only chance they can. It might be an opportunity to ask yourself, should we be thinking about whether we're meeting the cultural needs of this part of the church? You understand the other side of it. The church has many members from elsewhere in Spain, living all around the country, of course. Lots of Latin American immigrants who don't speak Catalan. But at the same time, you could say, well, they they prefer Catalan here. We should just assume they all learn Catalan. I don't know. Is it similar to like Portuguese and uh, Spanish? Like it's sort of the same. Like you can pick out a lot of words, but you're not really getting the whole gist. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's like that. You can you can get there. Yeah. So, but it's cool they're doing this either way. I'd love uh, all of that stuff aside. I think ecumenism like this is awesome, and we should we should embrace it. You should do a religion night in your ward. Like, get the local people together and talk about that. Especially because President Oaks spoke about the importance of church before speaking about the importance of our church. Let's just talk about the importance of churches in general. Do something. 
There's a great uh, article that's based on a book called LDS Christians and Sikhs. Um, this is uh, the result of an inspiration that the author, whose name is Kashmir Litter, had um, to invite Sikhs to come to Christ. Um, and it, it's just sort of a fascinating, fascinating article about this one particular gentleman, Kashmir, who, how he found the church and, and what his, um, sort of intersection, uh, with the, the church has been uh, to his conversion, how his life has been, um, having the opportunity to pray about Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and sort of sets that up as a, as an opportunity to share with other Sikhs about how, uh, how he found his faith within, uh, the LDS church. Yeah. I think this is cool. Very yeah. cool. Also I, interesting. His name is Kashmir leader, because if you flip it around the, 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 there's also the leader river in Kashmir, India. Oh, you say it leader. Okay. I don't know. No, it might be litter. It's probably, litter. Okay. I don't yeah. know. Lidar, but it just makes me, it's just, his name is Kashmir litter. So, but so in Kashmir, India or contested India, there is the litter river as well. So, so, so where I feel like they, there was a miss on the title of this book, I think that it should have been Seek the Lord. Ah. And that's that was ah. the dad joke earlier ah. referenced. <laughs> Everyone stayed to get that. <laughs> I just feel you know, I feel like there was a there's the opportunity to uh to make that reference. Anyway, it, it is All a right. fascinating read. I'd like to actually pick up the book and find out more about it because I, I know very little, if not nothing, about uh, Sikhs and what they believe. Sikhism. Go look up their holy city on uh, you'll. It's uh, gorgeous stuff. Trust you, you'll enjoy that. All right, um, we're going to go out on a high note today, real quick. Remember, a few weeks ago we talked about this uh, Idaho sheriff who allegedly drew his weapon upon a youth group from our church. It was young women. Yeah, they were just trying to like they were they were just like spreading cheer at his doorstep, and he's like, "What the f are you doing?" And starts like threatening all of them. Um, that's the. The shorter version of it that's leaving out a lot of details. Anyway, sure. he's uh, he's now facing felony charges for allegedly threatening a group with a gun in November. Well, felony I think it, aggravated assault and aggravated battery and misdemeanor I, exhibition of a gun. I think it's worth noting because all of the details I don't think had come out like this. So let's take the dive for people who don't maybe necessarily know it. The young women group doing thankful turkeys, which if you don't know... Are you going to get to the ring doorbell footage? Because that yeah, part's great. That, do, do you have it? I haven't been able to see it. I haven't seen it, but they've got the audio from it. Yeah. Where, anyway, yeah. So so they're dropping off thankful turkeys, right? It's I think I think it literally is just like you think that it is. You put your hand on a paper and you trace it. And it looks like a turkey. And then yeah. in the middle of it, it says, we're thankful for you. Now, this sheriff, I think he he's sort of a... Um, how do we... We don't call them inactive call members them, of the church. No, they're he's a Jack Mormon. That's his name. But I mean, but he's so he's so he's on the records of the church. That's why the young women are there leaving this thankful turkey. Yes. He comes out uh, and apparently, like to your point in the ring doorbell footage, Roland is shown looking at the turkey turkey and can be heard saying, thank you. And that's freaking BS. I love that. He said that's freaking BS because that's a direct quote from the ring footage. Roland said that he saw a vehicle driving down the road. He stopped that vehicle. The car did not look familiar to him. And he said, I reach in and pull the driver out by the hair. I say, who the F are you? And I do have a gun in my hand, but I still have the trigger. uh, I still have my finger on the slide. So he doesn't have the finger on the trigger, but he has it on the side of the gun as he points it 
towards the woman's head, just a few inches away from her forehead. The woman later identified herself as a neighbor, family, friend for over three decades. And he says, I didn't recognize her. I don't know. I didn't know who she was. The interesting thing here is he said he said he had a single alcoholic drink that night, but he was clear-headed, which if, yeah, if he just had one drink, he's probably mostly okay. But he said his, he and his wife had received many threats in recent months, so it caused them to be concerned about sure. people at their home. He said, quote, I've had drunk... <laughs> Sorry, I've had drunk Indians drive down my cul-de-sac. I've had drunk Indians come to my door. I live just off the reservation. We have a lot of reservation people around us that are not good people. Who oh boy. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. all sorts of terrible. The girls described that uh, he was upset dropping the F-bombs, and you know that that's how the girls described it, too. He was dropping F-bombs multiple times. Several of them call recall Roland pointing the gun at the leader's get head. The F, get the F out of here. Yeah, it's just... I just... This was in Blackfoot, right? Is that where this actually happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's been been charged. I I like this. The parent expressed disappointment in statements given to media from local Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saint communication officials who said that this situation was most likely a misunderstanding. (laughs) That's good. I actually really appreciate that because I think sometimes we're so afraid to like say anything that might make the church look negative, right? And they're. Well, I'm glad these parents are saying, like, dude, guys, this is not a misunderstanding. Yep. Like, this guy came out and pulled a gun on us and yep. swore at us. Yep. yep. My, and it, sure, he might have misunderstood the context of the situation, but that doesn't justify his behavior. No. You know, that's too much. Yeah. It's so too good much. on them for doing that. It's too much. Well, this has been a delight. What a delight. Make your Monday a delight, as the as the brethren like to say. I hope. Well, I hope same. that you have a Merry Christmas. You too, Richie. You guys doing anything big? Uh, we were supposed to go out of town, but the weather's terrible, so nope. So just hanging out, huh? Yeah. Okay. Good deal. We were supposed to, yeah. We yeah. We're gonna be. Hang- My sister got here though. We're gonna have fun. It's gonna be great. What? Well, Quar- twins. Quarantine down. Quarantine down. Omicron. Pi rho sigma ta epsilon phi chi. That's pretty impressive. Um, It's just been in my head for years. Mrs. Lane, she taught me so much. Uh, Folks, please join us at thisweekinmormons.com. Subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already, obviously, and that would be super cool of you. And we want to put the plug in for Patreon. Hop, give... Christmas cheer is $3 of your money every month to help support the show. That would be awesome. Patreon.com slash This Week in Mormons. Also, go give some love to The Cultural Hall over at theculturalhall.com or wherever you get podcasts. You can hear what Richie's up to making things happen there. And he too has patrons on, on Patreon. So you you can can, find us, you can do it there too. So I'd like to thank Richie for being here. Good to see you, Richie. Yeah. Your voice woke up. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. It was Uh, the singing. It was the seeking of the singing of the uh, Greek, the Greek letters. I think that I had to warm up just like I did with, uh, I, I was the MC at the Ward Christmas party this past week. So that was fun too. You would do a better job than I would. Stop, but stop it. I just, I stand up there with my dry humor and be like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah. Is, is he awesome. joking? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. We'll talk to you on the flip side of that. Be safe out there if you're traveling and everything like that. And until then, for Richie, I'm Jeff. This has been This Week in Mormon. We'll talk to you later. Merry Christmas. <laughs>